1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from all appearance of evil. That verse might seem simple enough, but evil has and is morphing into good. Darkness is being substituted for light and bitter for sweet. Isaiah 5.20-24, Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine, and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward, and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Therefore as the fire devoureth the stubble, and the flame consumeth the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness, and their blossom shall go up as dust, because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts, and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Galatians 5:19 through 21 records a short list of the deeds of the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Holiness doesn't get much attention today, but let it be known that without it no man or woman shall see the Lord. Hebrews 12:4 Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Holiness is to be free from sin. Holiness is separation unto God, what God's word refers to as sanctification. Holiness is certainly a spiritual place, but it is reflected in very real physical things. For example, Holiness is reflected in the kind of time one spends in reading God's Word, in prayer, in fasting, in what one eats and drinks, the clothing one wears, the company with whom a person associates, one's sexuality, and even in the entertainment one seeks. A person who is not born again might think, how could I possibly have the willpower to maintain something so alien to me as holiness? The short answer is, you can't. You need to be born again, born a real second time, this time of the Spirit of God, John 3, 3. At this place of the new birth, you will trade in your flawed willpower for supernatural word power. Revelation nineteen thirteen speaks of Jesus Christ and says, and his name is called the Word of God. This Christ will supply you with the supernatural word power to live a joyful, purposeful, eternal, holy life. His shed blood will cleanse you of all your sin and shame and will break the back of all Satan's bondages. Holiness is not optional if eternal life in Christ Jesus is your quest. Get the power to live a holy, exciting life today. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day 
and hallowed it. God said, John three nineteen through 21. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Man said, Any solution, no matter how contrived, is better than the inhibiting God and his Bible. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 849, that will once again contend for the faith. All of these doubt-destroying features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the blood-bought and as ammunition in the battle for the souls of men. Every Thursday eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May grace and mercy be multiplied unto you. Because carnal man's deeds are evil, he refuses to come to the light. Instead, he hides in a shroud of false knowledge. He will believe the most absurd hypotheses in order to dodge the unimpeachable truth of the holy book. It is his fallen academic nature. Carnal man will hide from the light. Man's truth is in a constant state of flux simply because it is not the truth. Man's truth of yesterday has been debunked by his truth of today, his truth of today, will be debunked by his truth of tomorrow. God's truth, on the other hand, never changes. Thousands of years ago, God wor- God's word excuse me, laid out genealogical markers and sundry other chronological measurements that declare an earth and its universe just over 6,000 years of age. That is the unassailable truth, and this truth never changes simply because it is the truth. For many decades, and especially in the 150-plus years since Darwin, men have been digging in the earth, discovering and poring over millions of fossils, looking for the missing link, all to no avail. They will not find evolution's missing link, because there isn't one. The now famous uh, Chicxulub crater theory is just another example of fallen man's effort to hide from the truth of God's word, and the global flood in the days of Noah that destroyed all land creatures with the exception of the representative life aboard Noah's Ark. The flood occurred just over 4,300 years ago. Geologist Dr. T.L. Clary writes concerning Chicxulub in a June 2017 feature of Acts and Facts. Under the heading, Chicxulub Crater, Theory Mostly Smoke, you'll find the following. In secular literature and movies, the most popular explanation for the dinosaur's extinction is an asteroid impact. The Chicxulub crater in Mexico is often referred to as the smoking gun for this idea. But do the data support an asteroid impact at Chicxulub? I recently reviewed the evidence and found some surprising results. The Chicxulub crater isn't visible on the surface because it is covered by younger, relatively undeformed sediments. It was identified from a nearly circular gravity anomaly along the northwestern edge of the Yucatan Peninsula. There's disagreement on the crater's exact size, but its diameter is approximately 110 miles, 
large enough for a six-mile-wide asteroid or meteorite to have caused it. Although some of the expected criteria for identifying a meteorite impact are present at the Chicxulub site, such as high pressure and deformed minerals, not enough of these materials have been found to justify a large impact. And even these minerals can be caused by other circumstances, including rapid crystallization and volcanic activity. The biggest problem is what is missing. Iridium, a chemical element more abundant in meteorites than on Earth, is a primary marker of an impact event. A few chase, uh, traces excuse me, were identified in the cores of the two drilled wells, but no significant amounts have been found in any of the ejecta materials across the Chicxulub site. The presence of iridium-rich layer is often used to identify the K-PG, crustaceous palogene boundary, yet ironically, there is virtually no iridium in the ejecta material at the very site claimed to be the smoking gun. In addition, secular models suggest melt-rich layers resulting from the impact should have exceeded a mile or two in thickness beneath the central portion of the Chicxulub crater. However, the oil wells and core drillers at the site don't support this. The thickest melt-rich layers encountered in the wells were between 330 and 990 feet, nowhere near the expected thickness of 5,000 to 10,000 feet, and several of the melt-rich layers were much thinner than 300 feet or were non-existent. Finally, the latest research even indicates that the tsunami waves claimed to have been generated by the impact across the Gulf of Mexico seem unlikely. The thinner-than-expected melt-rich layers, the lack of any substantial iridium anomaly, and the alternative explanations for the high pressure and deformed minerals and the gravity anomaly all raise concerns about the Chicxulub crater and ultimately the asteroid extinction theory itself. An impact may have occurred at Chicxulub during the flood, but if so, it seems to have been much smaller than commonly claimed, creating a mere fraction of the postulated effects. And it's entirely possible there never was an impact at Chicxulub in the first place. All of the data can have non-impact explanations. The Chicxulub impact has become the iconic tale most secular scientists use for the so-called major extinction event that wiped out the dinosaurs. They need such a story because they categorically reject Earth's history as described in the Bible, including the global flood. End of quote. Several paragraphs from Dr. D. Young's Chicxulub and the Demise of the Dinosaurs, an article published by ICR.org, follow. There have been nearly 100 different dinosaur extinction theories offered in recent decades. These range from poisonous plants to mass suicide by dinosaur herds. One particular extinction theory has gained wide acceptance since the 1980s. It involves a major Earth impact by an asteroid or comet. This catastrophe is thought to have extinguished up to two-thirds of all animal and plant species living at the time. This article explores the dinosaur collision connection, a continuing scientific debate. Scientific support for the dinosaur collision hypothesis is not unanimous. Evolutionary paleontologists especially question the sudden loss of so many varied species, most prefer a gradual extinction of life from climate changes, sea level changes, or volcanism. 
Three basic questions will be raised here that are considered within the old Earth time scales. First, why did the alleged impact kill off the dinosaurs while many other forms of life remained healthy? Some of the least mobile creatures, tortoises, snakes, crocodiles, and also the most sensitive to climate change, birds, fish, are still with us today. Some shallow marine body-dwelling invertebrates survived, while others became extinct. Plants also survived the cataclysm in great abundance. Second, the fossil record does not show an instantaneous demise of the dinosaurs. Some of the dinosaurs died out within the Cretaceous period, while others apparently survived well into the, well into the tertiary period, millions of years later in evolutionary thinking. Another major problem is in determining where the K-PG boundary itself actually lies. In certain locations, the shocked quartz grains appear to cover a sedimentary thickness or time span of at least 500,000 years. Also in fossil-rich eastern Montana, the iridium layer is found 2 to 3 meters above the highest in-situ dinosaur remains. In this location, it thus appears that dinosaurs disappeared long before any collision event. Third, it is not certain that Chicxulub is an actual impact site. Practically all the data in support of a collision have alternative explanations. For example, the iridium concentration in the KPG layer could have resulted from volcanic processes. Igneous, igneous material includes traces of iridium, especially when derived from the deep mantle. A large region in western India called the Deccan Traps experienced massive volcanism at a similar relative time in history. Some experts attribute dinosaur death to climate events related to this massive outpouring of lava in India. In the evolutionary view, there have been at least five major extinctions of life during Earth's history. We may expect continued zealous efforts in coming years to tie these alleged extinctions to crater-like blemishes across the Earth. Creationists challenge the time scale, which widely separates these extinction events. In one alternative view, there was just one single major Earth catastrophe of judgment which caused the near extinction of life, the Genesis flood of Noah's day. Thus, the separate extinctions actually are closely related to episodes taking place during the year-long global flood. End of quotes. God's Word is the truth and has zero tolerance for all other positions because that is the very nature of real truth. Jesus Christ is that truth. Embrace Him and live forever. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, John three nineteen through 21, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Man said, Any solution, no matter how contrived, is better than the inhibiting God and his Bible. Now you have the record.